Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mind Muscle Connection. I'm Joe Klimczewski with my boy here, Tyler Weeb, and we're going to talk about personality psychology, which may sound a little weird uh, as we address who we think is our audience, hardcore training clients and competitors, people who are working very, very hard for physical transformation. Uh, what in the world does personality have to do with that? And, and I hope you see by the end of this conversation, it kind of has everything to do with it. But you know, here, here's how I would frame this first point, Tyler. And that is, have you ever even thought about why we do anything we do? What's what's that base motivation? And, and I'll and I'll use this example. Uh, have you ever had a family member, friend, maybe client, and you've just said to yourself, "What in the heck are they doing?" Like, how could somebody do that? And then, of course, other people will probably often say the same thing about us. Or why can't they understand this? You're, you're trying to get this point across to somebody. You're like, man, like it's it's right there. But here's the truth: we are that different. Our brains are that different. Genetically, they're that different. Our brains continue to develop up to 25 or 30 years into life, and the environment under which our brains develop and grow completely changes the way that we do think and. What are the core foundations of this is or does become our personality and strengths and characteristics. So uh, one of the things I learned early on in my exposure to this is, is simply a book I held up, I think, last week or the week before, which is the, the Strength, Character and Virtues book by, by doctors Peterson and Seligman. And the reason I even came across this is for my master's degree in, in creative and professional writing, I, I was doing a what started out as a memoir uh, regarding fatherhood. And it very quickly became a narrative nonfiction piece because I kept getting deeper into personality psychology and developmental psychology. And, and these kind of things were almost born from what's called positive psychology. So University of Pennsylvania is kind of the birthplace of all of this stuff. And I just became drawn deeper and deeper and deeper in Tyler into the fact that determinism is mostly true, you know, based on our genetics and our environment and how we grew up. By the time we're adults and we're autonomous thinking beings, we got a lot of stuff in our background that really does guide and channel our thoughts and behavior. So, you know, j just this week, as you were thinking about personality psychology, what, what came to your mind in terms of just the, the way to even look at the topic as, as a competitor? <laughs> yeah, I think the, the one thing that kept coming into my mind, it was like, it's almost like a the chicken or the egg, which one comes first? Is it the, the nature or is it the nurture? And, you know, how do those, interact with each other throughout our life and how do those two then you know as they interact equal us and it it can be very hard to kind of like pick apart you know which one is which and how am I influenced in this way because yeah we definitely are certainly influenced a lot by our our genetics and our genomes I mean they've been able to map out you know that huge human genome project and be able to pinpoint genomes for this and how these turn on there and how that turns on that but then on the other end we also have to look at oh okay so in this interaction um the genomes are turned on in this certain way and these genomes are turned off in this way I was 
uh, I was doing a little bit of not, I can call it research, but just kind of some, some learning before this and I was uh, watching this video on how they would study bees and how genetically, you know, they would be like a worker bee, but then they would put them in a different social aspect and their genome, the dynamic genome would actually start to shift the other way because of the environment they were in. So I found that really interesting in the sense that like, hey, these two things really influence each other in different ways as we go about in our basic human experience, you know, whatever that might be for each individual. Yeah. So here, here's what's really cool about what you just said. And it, it just it blows my mind to even think about that tangent of the topic that our genes can even be expressed differently. But, you know, think of our natural aptitude sort toward certain things. So, you know, as the guy who brought macronutrient based tracking to the industry as a methodology and flexible, flexible dieting, uh, you know, think about why I might have been interested in that, because you probably have seen in your client base you know, if somebody is an engineer or an accountant or a data analyst, like they love that stuff, like give me the numbers, I'll, I'll create the best spreadsheet you've ever seen. And then there are other people who are like, I, I don't know, like this, it's hard for them and they, they don't naturally get it. So if you even look at something like the Myers-Briggs personality test, everybody likes to say, are you an ENTJ and INT this? But, you know, yeah. you know, obviously I'm somebody who loves the analytical side of things. That's my home base. So I develop this methodology and certain people love it and get it. And some people don't. And, and the people who don't, that's where my brain says, why, why can't you get it? It's so easy. It's so great. It's so freeing. And, and they just don't. And so one of the things that I thought was really, really interesting in this character strengths and virtues uh, text and, and just the entire science behind it is they, they broke things down into 24 character strengths and virtues over the, um, you know, course of time and, and looking at different categories. So I'm going to read some of these. If you guys want to look at this, if you go to VIA, look up viainstitute.org, I think it is. It's a website based through University of Pennsylvania, as I mentioned. And you can even take this exam. You can take a VIA personality trait test and just like the big five, which we'll talk about, that kind of thing, you know, you can kind of see where you are. So, so look at these first, these six broad categories, the virtue of wisdom, the virtue of courage, the virtue of humanity, the virtue of justice, the virtue of temperance, the virtue of transcendence. So I know this is too much to kind of keep in your mind as we go forward, but I'll just pick one of these and, and because this, this kind of gets to where, you know, my home base is the virtue of justice. If, if you tend to have a personality that, that, that settles under that umbrella, then you're great at teamwork, you love fairness, you love leadership, which means under teamwork, you know, social responsibility, loyalty, contributing to the group effort, uh, you know, fairness, it's, it's the, the just world theory. Um, you, you want everything to be just for everybody, you know, leadership is organization and, and that kind of thing. So, you know, if you know me, you'd say, yeah, that sounds like Joe, but that doesn't mean that that's the healthiest way to be. If I say, okay, that's me, that's great. Because if I overplay those strengths, that means the, the opposite of that may be neglected. And the opposite of those things may be open-mindedness. It may be empathy. It may be selflessness. And so just by knowing where you are as a personality, 
you can say, wow, I didn't even realize that there were some other things I probably need to enrich a little bit. And maybe if I'm too aggressive with my strengths, it's kind of a turnoff to other people. Maybe that harms my relationships. And, and I think as a competitor, by the time we're done with this chat today, Tyler, people can see like, wow, like this is really uncovering a lot of things that I've struggled with. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're diving into that, you know, personality and really finding your strengths and how you operate is just, uh, yeah, it's, I've always had an issue with personality tests. I've never really enjoyed doing them. I've always like, eh, because I'll read a question and go, well, in what context? Like, you know, there are different personalities for different contexts, but I still think that because I did take one the other day and I was reading through it and I was like, wow, you know, this, this definitely speaks to me a lot. And it had the weaknesses like you were talking about, right? So you have your strengths, but because of these strengths, now you have these weaknesses that while yes, maybe you do want to really focus on your strengths and bring those up because, you know, that is going to be key to your success in, in bodybuilding and in fitness and fat loss and, and anything like that. But you still don't want to completely ignore those weaknesses that are you know sitting there. You do want to address those and at least maybe bring those up to a more meaningful level because that's what's really going to create a well-rounded human being. And if we're aware of our weaknesses, you know, what that allows us to do is be aware of how those affect our thought process and how we go about things and how we are working towards a goal of stepping on stage or wanting to drop 50 pounds of body fat. You know, if you're going into it and you just maybe don't understand your weaknesses, you could be running into a heap of things that you kind of feel like you just keep hitting a brick wall and you can't do this and you can't do that. And you kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels almost. And you're like, well, I don't know why. Well, it very well could be just something within your, your nature or your nurture that is not necessarily allowing you to kind of get past that speed bump on the road. And so, yeah, I think, you know, being able to dive into that and while that one strength, you know, certainly shouldn't, you know, completely define you as a human being. It's certainly, I think, something important to take a look at and go, okay, how now can I apply this, you know, into, you know, my goal, my life that is going to allow me to excel and become an even better human being than I already am. Yeah. So you made me think of something. I had just hosted this week, a nutrition coaching global mastermind with Dr. Corey Probst, a health psychologist. And I use this example of a client to show how some of these cognitive distortions can really play out in our lives, whether you're somebody trying to succeed in the sport or physique transformation of some sort, or you're a coach. So I had this client, Tyler, who uh, I had known in the past, you know, friend of mine, and he, he hit this point in his life, kind of a roadblock where I really, I, I have to do something with my health. I'm, I'm out of control. So he, he moved to Evansville, Indiana. It was so important to him. He wanted this immersive experience. I'm going to train with Joe four times a week. I'm going to eat whatever Joe tells me to eat. I'm going to live in his town. I'm going to get away from every single distraction. So somebody who's willing to do that, first of all, coming back to these VIA character strengths, uh, you know, I would classify that under the broad category of virtue of courage because there's bravery, there's zest. You know, he's, he's, he's ready to just dive in with everything. 
But as you said, the corollary weakness might be open-mindedness, judgment, some of those more internal, intrinsic things. So here's what happens. Like a guy you might expect with those kind of just impulsive attitudes. I mean, that was a pretty impulsive move. I'm going to literally move to a different town and do all this. It's a big move. So, so he shoots out of the gate, loses 15, 20 pounds. He's going strong. Pretty soon he misses an appointment, misses another one the next week, misses two, misses three. Pretty soon he's just gone for two weeks. And I know he's just kind of off the deep end. He's 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 at some kind of wall. So now he's spinning his wheels. He's probably embarrassed and depressed. And since he operates from a 10 out of 10 on that kind of action-oriented personality strength, he doesn't know how to deal with the rest of this. And here's what I did, Tyler. And this was a, a mistake I had to kind of clean up a bit. I, for, for all the right reasons, I just contacted him and I said, hey, let's, I'm just going to kind of move you off my calendar right now. Obviously, you're in a space this doesn't work well. And, you know, we'll, we'll regroup or something like that. But, you know, I basically fired him, right? And so here's, here's what I thought of later. This is a guy who, as a child, found out he was adopted. And everybody who goes through that at some point feels like, why wasn't I good enough? Why didn't my mom and dad want me? And then he, he, his, his adoptive parents get divorced and that dad leaves. Then his new adoptive stepfather is an unpleasable alcoholic jerk. And so he learns that anytime you want something good, you have to earn it and perform for it. So he has, he has to have these, these issues of abandonment and you know that kind of performative anxiety. And then what did I do? I abandoned him. I, I fed right into exactly what, you know, his, his worst internal trauma is. And, and then, you know, long story short, I reached out to him and I just invited him to play golf. We connected personally. I didn't want to put the pressure on him physically because I don't want to make him feel like he has to perform for me. Like, oh, I'll get Joe's attention back if I'm a good boy. But again, you, you see yeah. nature versus nurture, all of that works together, but we are who we are. He probably doesn't even understand it at that level. I didn't see it initially until I walked into that, that situation. And yet now I've been able to kind of bring him back in and, and we're working on it. Some of the intrinsic motivation things I was working with him that he would just kind of stiff arm and, and just not even get. Now that we had that pause, which, which shook him up, obviously, now he's starting to articulate those back to me. He gets it. He's learning it. So that allowed him to move towards some of those weaknesses that he didn't even know he had. And, you know, that's just one example of why this kind of understanding is important for all of us. Oh, definitely. And I think you can come back to again, I think I've said this in previous podcasts here is that there are no good parts. There are no bad parts of us. There's just parts of us and they are pieces and we, you know, we give them the, the context of bad versus good. And we are the ones that, you know, internalize that. And I think it is, you know, up to us, you know, to be able to pull out those weaknesses. I mean, like you said, and that story is a perfect example for someone who, yeah, you're just not aware of those, of those issues. And it can be, cause I've been in that position myself and, and not understanding my weaknesses. And it can be super frustrating to go through life 
and wonder why you never can succeed with whatever that, you know, whatever you want. And a lot of times it's because, you know, we have these, I'm going to quote unquote, bad parts that we tend to just kind of shovel under the rug and, and like to ignore because, you know, that's the bad part of us when we maybe don't fully realize, yeah, that is just a part of us. And those are things that, you know, we need to be able to confront so that we can start to put those pieces together like a jigsaw puzzle, right? And we can become a whole person who then can go out, be self-aware and understand how, you know, how they interact with everyone around them in, in certain situations. And we can then put ourselves in situations that we know where we can thrive and we know we're going to do well and it's going to be, be for our strengths. And then that's what's going to allow us to be successful and get where we want to be. I think you just said the most profound and key thing for this topic, and that is understanding, just to understand, because the goal is not to become perfectly balanced. The goal is not to fix yourself or other people, because it, again, this is hardwired stuff. And even though you think, oh, wow, I recognize that, I now understand it, that's just kind of the doorway. And then it's still an uphill battle. You'll still always have the propensity to sink back into those grooves. And it's just that understanding and awareness that, oh man, there that is again. I gotta, I gotta check that at the door again. And then the understanding for other people. Um, you know, I, I certainly was my, my temperament being very action oriented and, and go, go, go. You know, I look back and say, okay, that served me well in my life at some parts. And but at the same time, it cost me things. And some of the most painful relationship conflicts or things like that were because I was less sensitive and more just hard driving and not as empathetic. And so it took it took years and decades and understanding and work to say, okay, now this is still me. I'm never going to get away from that, but I can I can smooth off those rough edges and I can observe and listen more. And as we tend to come back to quite often in this podcast, you know, pause, you know, create that little gap between information coming in and then just impulsive, you know, response, just sit back, think, run that through a more mature, thoughtful grid. And, uh, and, and it comes back to what you said, just, just understanding. And from that understanding creates better, better outcomes. Yeah. I think you kind of brought up a good point there of, you know, with, with the gap and, and how we react to certain situations and, you know, again, you know, it, for, for those who are listening, you're like, okay, well, how do I, you know, how do I start doing this? Start observing on how you react throughout your day to certain situations, right? Because no, you know, no matter what, we're going to have situations where we just react badly, right? We get in a depressive spiral or we get super angry real quick or anything like that. And, you know, that initial emotional response is a very good indicator on how you start to interact then with these type of situations. And then that can be something where it's like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I never really noticed that. And so I think, you know, just being able to start to think out throughout your day and, and what that looks like and how you react is, is so important. And, and I wanted to kind of circle back to, you know, how everyone else is having this same experience. And I think it's, and I've, and I'm guilty of this as well Is we often and very quickly forget that every single person that we interact with is going through the exact same human experience that we are. 
and they are probably just as scared as we are, where they're probably just as sad as, you know, but it's different scenarios and different perceptions for every single person, but we're still all going through it at the exact same time. And when we are interacting, it's very, because we're so self-focused on ourselves, it can be very hard to forget that like, oh no, like this is an actual human being who's having the same experience that I am. I have no idea what they've been through and what, you know, let's call it their nature and their nurture are. I don't know how they might react. I don't know how. And so to be able to approach that and to have that type of empathy, I think can really add a lot to a relationship or how you just interact with yourself and others. That's that is the perfect point to end on right there. I mean, you literally like I was I was almost tearing up just hearing you express how important it is to see that in other people. And, and that's how we can connect and bond. And, and it reminds me. So the resources I want to leave you guys with, if you go to that BIA uh, character.org or something like that, University of Pennsylvania, you can also just Google that. You can go, you can uh, Google the big five uh, personality test. Everybody knows about the Myers-Briggs, but I would do something like that just to, just to dip your toe in the water of getting a check of where you are. Uh, I, I'm even going to do this week's research review in the Flexible Dieting Institute on a book that I came across, The Economics of Personality Psychology, because our personality traits can literally predict you know, what kind of profession you're going to choose, how well you're going to do in life in a lot of areas. Uh, it's very much part of the Harvard Review where they looked, they, they followed you know, uh, several hundred men through their entire lives, starting back in the early 1900s and saw what is the most important predictors of people's happiness? So, so, so much goes into this. As I, as I said, it's it's such a weird topic to be talking about. Yet, it it undergirds everything that we do, and especially in these competitive endeavors where we're trying to get the most, and we realize, well, I do really great at that, but why can't I do this? And we know this person's so good at this, but this, and why are we so different? And here we are. This is why we're different. Yeah, <laughs> could have said it better myself. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Thanks, man. This was this was Thank awesome. You. And we will see you guys next time in the Mind Muscle Connection. Hope you guys have an awesome time. If you have not uh, seen our first couple episodes, check those out. And we'll keep bringing you some uh, informative and hopefully uh, important topics. We'll see you next time.